Hey everybody, welcome back to Word of Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, with my lovely wife, Mary. And today, Mary's going to lead us off on this. Um, You had an idea, you had a scripture, you had a thought. What I had was I felt like God was really, he's been talking to me a lot lately. I feel, I feel as though there's something that really needs to be said. And um, I've been asking him, how does he want me to say it? How am I supposed to speak what he is asking of me? You no, know, that's that's honestly the best advice anybody could give when it comes to speaking about the Word of God is to let Him be the lead in all that we do. Amen. Amen. Even when I get up and speak in front of people, you know, when we get up there and we share the Word of God, it's like, Lord, I'm just going to open my mouth and I'm expecting you by faith to fill it with your glory. Okay, here we go. So, <laughs> by faith. Open thy mouth, woman, and by faith let the Lord fill it. Well, let him let let's invite him first. So, Father, we just thank you. Mm. God, we just thank you that you are the faithful one and that by faith we come to you to just say, "Lord, come take us, have your way with us." We give this podcast to you today. We just say, "Lord, just come and Be with us, share with us, speak through us and to us, Mm. all so that you can be glorified. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, I like that. Blessing him. Well, one of the first things he, he was showing me is that we definitely need to realize 2 Timothy 3.16. If we can just start there, maybe. All right, well, let's go there. Okay. So I'm guessing you have that already in your Bible. I do. Okay, go ahead. Okay, 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture, and remember what all means. All means? All. All All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, this was coming to me last time we were talking about faith. Yeah. We were ta- you were talking, you know, the last series was about now faith is. Yeah. And this was coming to me uh, a, a couple times throughout our talk, you know, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And I believe it's in James 2 that we had talked about, James 2.18. Mm-hmm. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. So when God's word is given to us by God, by the inspiration of God, And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Faith and works, right? Yeah, so faith without works is dead. Right. But our faith needs work, like we talked about in the last couple of ones, is that we need to put legs to our faith. We need to be active in our faith. We have to have works that show our faith, right? Right. Right. And where does that come from? It all comes from the 
scriptures from the word of God. From the word of God. Yeah, because like we said in Romans, um, I believe it was Romans ten seventeen. I believe um, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, word of God. Yeah, yeah. And all scripture. I'm sorry, I just keep going on this, and because I really feel like what God's trying to say is the word of God became flesh. Yeah. The word of God is Jesus Christ himself, profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. That's the word of God. That is what Jesus came to do. I I guess what's been going through my heart a lot is I hear, well, just ask God. He'll fix it. Just ask God. (laughs) He'll make everything good. You know, I really feel like it's needing to be said that all of our answers are in Jesus Christ, and we are to deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow Jesus. Amen. And if we look at his life, many will say, oh, he had it great. Look at everything he did. Well, look at what he did and where it led. Exactly. Are we really willing, are we really willing to deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow him? If we think of those three things, Deny ourselves, mm-hmm. pick up our cross, follow him. What does that look like? It looks like a life laid down. It looks like a life of servanthood, a life of, God, I'm nothing, you're everything. Right? right? It looks like it looks like Jesus is what it looks like. Well, most definitely. <laughs> How does that look day to day? It is one of those topics that a lot of us struggle in, a lot of us strive for, and... Most of us don't understand what it looks like. Right. And I really feel like God wants us to not just have faith and faith for today, but to follow him out through the day. If I come to a point where I got confusion happening or I, I'm hearing things that are just tearing me down. Yeah. Or... I find little buttons being pushed. I'm driving along and I get mad or somebody says something and I feel rejected. His word is here to correct us, to instruct us in righteousness. Mm -hmm. And we are to dig into his word to find our fulfillment of what it means to deny ourselves. And if you'll notice every one of those, I said, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me. This happened to me, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That caused me to get angry. It caused me to feel rejected. It felt all of these things. Well, if we're on the first part, denying ourselves, how can that happen? This this is true. And this this is a big struggle for a lot of us is that we we allow the sins of the world against us to produce sin within us. Yeah. I think Dan Moeller said that once and I was like, wow, that's that's pretty profound that the sin against me produces sin in me, right? Yeah. Cuz it causes us to be angry, hurtful, resentful, feel rejected, reject, yeah, feel rejected, so you start getting depressed. Yeah. And it's it's God who doesn't reject us, it's God who receives us, right? Right. I guess receive maybe that's not the right word. He um Accepted. Accepted. I knew what you meant. Yeah. It's God who accepts us, you know, pulls us into his fold through Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. It's by the 
sacrifice of Christ that we can be accepted into the kingdom of God, that we can come to the one who saves us, that we can come and hear truly the word of God. Right. And not just leave us there. He changes us. I mean, he accepts us, but he changes us if we're willing to listen. If If we're we're willing to listen and let go. Right. What's that? Pick up our cross, you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Okay, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. I think I said it last time. Is Really? You want to follow me? Because foxes have dens and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So, hey, we're going to go camping. No sleeping bags, no tents, no mats, no... No restrooms, no showers, maybe no food, but hey, come follow me. Right. And you know, there's people around the world right now doing so. Yeah, there are. And there and there's Christians out there that literally live in those conditions and they yes. praise God. Yeah. Yes, they do. Okay, so let's go back to that the second Timothy three. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and I, I see where it says all scripture, and you have to remember that. The scripture that they're talking about is the Old Testament. When Paul's writing to Timothy, he's not saying, hey, those letters from Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and that John guy, <laughs> he's not calling those scriptures. Right. He's talking Old Testament. Moses, the prophets, yeah. and the the writings of letters of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. That's what he's talking about. Jesus says, the law and the prophets, they testify of me. These are the old writings. These are the scriptures that... Paul's writing about. Yeah. All those scriptures by inspiration of God. Now we know that the New Testament is also inspired by God for the same reason. Because now we have well, we have the, the testimony of Jesus Christ in the four gospels. Mm-hmm. And then Luke carries it on in Acts, right? Yep. And that carries on as the charismatic movement of the day, I guess is what you would call it, the spirit-filled believers of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. But Paul is specifically saying that all the Old Testament, you can't throw this away. And a lot of people today want to throw it away. Yeah. They want to say, well, that was the old God. God today, through Jesus Christ, won't send anybody to hell. And (laughs) that statement is true. (laughs) God never sent Anyone other than the devil and all the fallen angels to hell. Would you say that? You, you want to elaborate on that, please? <laughs> no. I'm, no, you go ahead. No, no. You said it. <laughs> God never sent anyone to hell. It says that hell was designed for Satan and his worshipers, his followers. Yes. It was never designed for man or woman. Right. But many will end up there where there is great weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why? Because they reject Jesus. They reject the law. They reject God. Yes. So Paul says that all of this is inspired of God. And then we look, it's profitable for doctrine, which is correct teaching. Mm -hmm. If your teaching isn't lining up with the word of God, which unfortunately a lot of Christendom is, it's not lining up with the word of God. Right. We've got these false teachers that are sharing doctrine that isn't based in the word of God. True. Very true. Which is one of the reasons I felt God was saying, please go to my word. Yeah. We need to remember that if if you hear something in 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 a Bible study, in a small group gathering, in a church, from a pulpit, from a 
teacher of the word. If you can't find it in the word and it does not line up with the word, throw it away. Run from it. Yeah. It may sound good. It may look good. But in the end, it is a way that leads to death. Right? Uh, yeah, very much so. Very much so. I was I was listening to a thing the other day about a preacher who says all these wonderful good things and said he he's not going to talk about the bad things in the Bible. He's not going to talk about God's truth that may cause somebody to question something they're doing when it doesn't line up with the word of God. And my heart just kind of did a jump of what? Okay, wait. Somebody was actually saying that they weren't going to teach on the hard things of God. Yes. Because it may offend somebody. Because it may offend somebody. It may have them stop and question themselves because what the Bible says doesn't agree with where they're at in life. I literally heard a pastor say that. That's that's crazy. He should have his everything revoked. But he's <laughs> he wants the good news out there. He wants the good, comforting, and positive. He doesn't want the negative. He wants the positive. Anyway, so I was like, what? And I started praying and asking God. It's like, but this is what the world wants to hear. It's the itching ears thing. Exactly. I just looked these scriptures up. Uh, really? Yeah. In Proverbs 14, verse 12, it says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And it seems right to just talk about the good things of God. It seems right to leave out the wrath of God. It seems right to not talk about people possibly going to hell if they don't change their ways. It seems right that we don't have to talk about repentance anymore. But in 2 Timothy 4, 3, it says, For there will come a time, there will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But yeah. you, be watchful in all things, in Endure afflictions, do the work of evangelists, and fulfill your ministry. He's talking to, to Timothy in this. That's funny, because that's what I was thinking of, the itching ears. Yeah, it's and that's that's really, it's, it's where we are getting into in this days. And it's breaking my heart. I know it's breaking. Yeah, it's, it's sad, because people would rather feel good than be good, than to be righteous, actually. Yeah, they will, instead of accepting the truth and looking at the truth, they would rather twist and turn the truth to validate how they feel mm -hmm. versus finding the truth that gives life and be willing to receive it. I, I mean, I don't know how to say this, but they would rather have the truth twisted so that they can feel okay about their decisions when there's a battle going on mm -hmm. inside. Otherwise, they wouldn't need validation. Yeah. And they would rather receive a lie. They would rather receive that to validate feelings, emotions, and saying, well, God gave me this. 
so I'm okay. Uh, no. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, we were born in a sinful world. God gave us emotions, but he didn't give us emotions to rule us. Exactly. He gave us emotions to live and have a connection with him in love and truth and hope with faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Amen. And I think a big thing, a delusion of the enemy is what love is. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, well, love is, love is patient. It's kind, brother. You know, everything, just, just be kind. Okay. Well, I'm going to be kind of tough on you right now. If your friend was dying from a disease, right? And the only way for them to live was that they had to swallow this pill that was about the size of a, a ping pong ball. Ah. Yeah. That's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Right. And they're going to be like, whoa, no, 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 no. And you can't shove it down their throat. They literally have to take this bitter, nasty tasting pill, put it in their own mouth, chew it up and swallow it as hard as it may be. It may be the hardest thing they ever have to do, but you are the only one who can give it to them. Would you withhold it from them just because you don't want them to suffer all the pain and anguish that they would go through swallowing this pill? Even though it meant that they would die, would you hold back this medicine? That is what we are doing with the gospel. We are sugarcoating to the point of you. We, there is no pill. We, we've taken the gospel and shrunk it down to this palatable, digestible, it's all good, it's all love, it's all peace, it's all joy, it's just everything rainbows and unicorns. And then we've taken it and packed it full of dog dew and said, here, eat this. It'll make you feel good and it will taste good. That's not the gospel. Wow, yeah. This is the hard thing. We may lose listeners on this one. And and honestly, we do love you guys, and we are really thankful if you've made it this far and you're still listening, because we have to come to an understanding of what love is, what real love is. Love will leave the 99 to find the one. Yep. But love will also say, listen, I took this log out of my eye one day, and now I can see clearly that there's a speck in your eye, and if you'll let me. I would love to help you take that speck out of your eye so that, like me, you can see clearly and see the truth. Amen. Love says, hey, I understand what you're going through, but God has a greater gift for you. And what you're doing goes completely against what he says. And I would love to walk with you to help you out of this mess. Amen. And I really think that we need to carry this conversation on next time on Word of Freedom Podcast.